I'm never going to ask you to date coach me again, so just do it. All right. Welcome to another episode of Nerdacious Behavior, the podcast where Sean and I talk about all things dating and wellness. Hi, Sean. Hi. And uh, today, we're going to talk about my dating and wellness, apparently. Yvette is going to date coach me. <laughs> I used to be a date coach. This is a non-consensual date coach, by the way. What? That's not fair at all. I said I, we would talk about both of us, and then you just introduced it as I'm going to date coach you. Yes, because I don't know how to date coach anybody. I'm, I can't date coach <laughs> you back. You're going to date coach yourself in front of me? I've done that before. Well, you don't have consent for that either. I'm not a watcher. That's <laughs> like, it's a violation. Okay, so I direct Sean into this. Here's the point. I used to be a date coach. I was actually really good at it. It was probably my calling in life. I should do that again. Okay. Um, and one of the first assignments I would give is for everyone to sit down, sort of meditate on, and write down a list of what you want, what you need, and what you can give. Okay. And just because I know who our listeners are and I know who <laughs> I am, uh-huh. what if we are too ADD to meditate? do anything that requires that much focus okay when i said meditate i was speaking in hyperbole i i get that uh-huh. but you're asking us to you're asking a lot you're asking us to focus you're asking us to stop playing plants versus zombies yeah. on our phone mm-hmm. you're asking us to turn off daredevil on the tv like True. all of these things yeah it's a lot so what I am i turning these off to do to write down what you want i mean and what you can give because if you don't do this i don't think you can ever have a good relationship okay well i'm, I'm into that <laughs> part but about the writing it down it's 2020 i don't write things down you have to write it down i don't have a and poly you, pocket journal you can't even type it i need you to handwrite it what yeah nobody's going to be able to read i'm not going to be able to read that, that i don't care it doesn't my matter. handwriting is like a doctor handwrite it and then you can type it later if you want you can read the trauma in my letters <laughs> Not not just Aww. my personal trauma, Shot. but the trauma of you're making me write. <laughs> I started writing in cursive. I learned to write in cursive, and people started That's making fun of me for it. So mm-hmm. I stopped writing in cursive. I went to normal, but I was not trained for that. I didn't go to school for that. Well, apparently I did, but I, I was just awful. So I just some bastardized version of not cursive that just it sucks. It's bad. No one. I'm not asking you to like post your handwriting online. Oh, no, I'm not self-conscious. I don't give a shit what people think anymore. Okay, okay. I'm just saying it is completely illegible. Oh, my God, that's your handwriting? I didn't say that. Whose handwriting is that? I, okay, that's different. That was <laughs> I was reaching up to the top of a thing, and I could barely reach with a Sharpie, and so I was, like, kind of awkward. I thought it was a child. <laughs> it was a child in all of us. <laughs> How old were you when you wrote that? Like, 27. <gasps> Oh, so basically a child. So what okay. she's referring to is the uh, Andy on the bottom of Woody's shoe typeface <laughs> that I wrote my name on this box of DVDs that we're using to prop up the, uh, we'll call it a camera. <laughs> More professionals. Yeah. All right. No, um, no one will ever see this because I still haven't gotten over how fat my face is. No, and but you're going to have to deal with that because, uh, you know. I'm going to get more makeup. Just a, oh my God, just. <laughs> Chill with that shit. I gotta buy some bronzer. Mm-hmm. Then I can take I'm, care. I'm not of entertaining this, this any longer. We're not talking Sean. about I this. Can... Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but for our our listeners here, we are actually moving to sort of a different medium. 
We'll still be on all these listening platforms. Yeah, we're just also going to be on YouTube because Sean is making me. Yeah, that's true. We're so you're always going to be able to listen to us in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts. But you are now also going to be able to watch on YouTube. We're going to be not right now. Starting that fairly shortly once we get all the kinks out and once we're not propping up the camera with a box of DVDs. Well, uh, I feel like I should interject here. They're Blu-rays. I'm way classier Whatever. than DVDs. <laughs> Nobody cares. Uh, they're in high definition. Okay, <laughs> and they've basically all been made useless. Mostly because of the fact that Disney Plus exists. And, and you got an account. It's that box is heavily Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel. And all of those are available on Disney Plus. This has and been an advertisement just, for yeah. Disney Plus. <laughs> give us money. Just give Sean a free account, please. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a free account. Oh, you have a free account? You get a, well, you get a free year when you have an unlimited plan with Horizon. Oh. And now... <laughs> Brought to you by Verizon. Pay for it after that. <laughs> uh, Whatever evil there, corporation will hand us money. Anybody else that you would like to advertise for for free? Mike Bloomberg is the man <laughs> who's going to get us through. <laughs> we can't afford another four years of Trump. But I will buy your vote. We can't afford another four years of a backwards racist oligarch billionaire so, so please vote for mike bloomberg right. who is all of those things right. uh, oh man i think i really shot the commercial down but that's basically what's happening uh -huh. like he's uh like a lot of people are being paid to like advertise for him and show for him and then at the end of it like well, after they've said their piece that they're required to they're like disregard this vote for bernie shut up yeah it's been happening what because fuck that guy. He's trying to, he's trying to literally buy an I election. Understand. I mean, did you see any of the last debates? No. Yeah, so he actually talked. He it was a slip of the tongue, but he basically said, I bought a bunch of Congress. And then he's like, I, whatever, a bunch of congressmen. It's like, well, yeah, we know that's how our <laughs> political system works. Like, oh, my God. Citizens United, you paid for their campaign. Like, yeah, wow. of course you bought them. You paid for Citizens United? No, I'm oh, just okay. saying that's the medium. With yeah, which yeah. It, I wouldn't be at all surprised if you were one of the people involved in making that happen. But no, that's it's the vehicle through which uh, they yeah, buy political influence. Mm -hmm. Not that they couldn't before, but they, they really just made it direct to sender with Citizens mm -hmm. United. Mm -hmm. Sure did. All yeah. right. So that's Eat the rich. Um, Jesus. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's not the second time I've heard that today. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't invent it. Um <laughs> No, it's, uh, I'm joking, but, you know. Don't eat people. You heard it here first. I'm anti-cannibalism. You know, uh, yeah, that, and that's an official stance of the podcast. <laughs> it's, it's very important to be anti-cannibalism. And uh, all, all else aside, uh, frankly, none of us have very much experience in cooking people. How does that turn out? There aren't cookbooks on it. We didn't pass those recipes down. Nobody knows what goes well with human. What Good. organs do we throw away? Throw away a bunch of chicken gizzards. Yeah, we know that. That's because only weird things happen with chicken gizzards. I give Some my people dogs. eat them. Yeah, we cooked them for your dog. That works. What part of the humans do we give to your dog? Ooh, I've thought about if I Dating. died first. I wondered if my dog would want to eat me. Um. Well, wait a respectful time, <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Well, she never fed me while she was alive. Never, not once." 
Yeah. Uh, basically, if you feed Yvette's dog within 10 seconds, not even, within two seconds. He's a goldfish. Yeah. He has forgotten that you've given him food, and he's starving, and he's never eaten in his life, and you need to give him whatever you're... He's, he's a very effective beggar. <laughs> um, so... On the streets of France. <laughs> his name is Jacques. You come from very French stock, Jacques Russell Terrier. He's the best. Yeah, and he's in frame. Not that you guys can see this yet, because we are videotaping it more for us. And we're going to so cut I this audio. Figure out how to yeah. fix my big so that, Yeah, we're we're going to use a lot of <laughs> CGI and post, post effects to erase <laughs> Yvette's fat fucking face. But. Oh my god. You are a skinny white woman. You don't have a fat face. Like, deal with your shit. I have, like, a double chin I didn't even know about. No, you fucking don't. Wait until you see it on the camera. No. Yeah. You can open a yeah. goddamn can with that thing. You're fine. <laughs> All right. Debatable. Okay. The point is... We're moving on. Dating. One of my first assignments I would give people is to write down. And, yeah, you have to write it down. Yeah. What you okay. want, what you need, and what you can give. And I think that most people... And that is, I guess, to write it down, that makes it more real. deliberate. Something that you have to... Yeah, okay. actually do. Because yeah. you can, like, kind of think about it while you're driving to work. But yeah, when but you put pen to paper... That's true. And I get easily distracted on my way to work. Mm -hmm. So you could start to think about it on your way to work. Yeah, and then you could be like, squirrel, um, you know. It's not, I mean, you know, give me some credit. <laughs> there aren't that many squirrels. How's that giving you like, credit? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about, like, whatever podcast I'm listening to. Okay. Why uh, are you... Full Astronomy of Ice and Fire. Here's a shout-out. <laughs> shut up with your advertisements. You cannot... <laughs> we're, no, we're running with this. Eventually, <laughs> someone's going to pick it up. He's not going to pick it up. But uh, he's a nice guy. He's from Hayward. Anyway. Um, or that. Or Whitney Houston. Okay. Sorry about it. Panic at the Disco. Always thinking about Whitney Houston. Look, the point is... <laughs> Take some Adderall if you need to. Sit down, drink coffee. It never worked for me, but I I will put pen to paper for this assignment. I'll All do right. it, and, and that's important. You can take that home with you. So, so should we really do this podcast after we do the exercise? No, no. We need. We should talk about the exercise. We should really dissect it, and then I'll do it, and we'll talk about it on the next podcast how I managed to fuck it up. Okay, super. We got a plan. Yeah. Um. So here's my problem with humanity, or one of my many. We have this idea in our culture that, like, I'm a great partner. Everybody does. I'm awesome. I just need to find the right person. I'm I have quotes. always secretly suspected that I'm awesome. Uh-huh. I, I figured. Okay. Uh, <laughs> specifically in dating. Everyone thinks that, like, they have what it takes to make a good relationship work. They just need to find the right person, and then it's going to be like a Disney movie. Oh, you wildly overestimate my self-esteem here. All right. Present so company. What, what if we think? No, no. <laughs> this is going to get sad. Um, what if we have no idea how to make a relationship work, and you thought you already had a Disney person who you could make that Disney movie with? And it did not work. Exactly. Everything torpedoed. The Disney movie will crumble and explode eventually because it's the wrong fucking idea. But I like Disney movies. I know. That's your problem. You want me to throw away all my Blu-rays? I still have it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> right. So Disney, please. 
<laughs> not, <laughs> not really a threat here at this point. <laughs> I will take your Star Wars collection, though. Okay, great. That worked out better than I thought it would <laughs> for me. Disney, please sponsor us. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the wrong idea, and it's going to leave people disappointed. Because, uh, yeah, Exhibit A. That she just gestured to all of me. That was, <laughs> that was great. It's disappointing and it'll leave you with the wrong idea. This really just no. sounds like the name of your sex tape. <laughs> I said it will leave you disappointed. You're not disappointing. Oh, sorry. You're disappointed in your own sex tape? No. You're disappointed in your love life. That's fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good. I'm <laughs> glad we got back on track. Oh. And that is the eventual demise of the Disney fable. It's it's a it's a farce. It's a ruse. It's I'm a really glad my family doesn't listen to this. Now you are? Yeah, no, they don't need to hear about how pathetic my dating life is. Your dating life is not pathetic. My mom thinks that I'm a millionaire Playboy debutante. You are. Mrs. Not MacArthur, shut up. <laughs> no, God, well, first of all, her last name is not MacArthur, but second of all... <laughs> What's her last name? Yost. Oh. Yeah. How progressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Irony. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so... Uh, oh, wow. Uh, well, I didn't say her first name, so let's, let's try and stay away from yeah, outing my family members mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm already feeling weird enough about people knowing what a human you are? Oh, I was going to say pathetic weirdo, but I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I am technically a human. You're not a pathetic weirdo. Okay. Today I am, because <laughs> we're talking about my dating life, and that has not gone super well for me. Okay, and it's because you probably thought that you were going to be great at it, and they were going to be great at it, with both people not having any practice, because you had... The right person. Well, we talked about this. Everybody was a practice. You had I a bunch know. of practice boys. I know. That's and you insane. told them. <laughs> uh, Learn from us. <laughs> no, I think everybody is practice. And I think that... No, but like you're not supposed to tell them that. I did tell them so, that. So to be clear. And we wonder why I'm single. Yvette, Yvette had like some of her early boyfriends. Basically, her basic attitude was like, we're not going to get married. You know, so you're basically practice for somebody that I'm going to perfect this with later. Yeah. So I wanted to know, like, you're not how wrong to, how to cook well. But you said the quiet part out loud, <laughs> you know, like how they didn't appreciate it. To conservatives be never really liked Mexicans that much. Oh, my God. But when Donald Trump calls them, you know, rapists and drug dealers and stuff, they're saying the quiet part out loud. Yvette said the quiet part out loud. Did you just like me to Donald Trump? I'm so bit. A little bit. Although the difference is, is that you are a alarmingly straight shooter. And Donald Trump is an old racist dealing with the early to middle stages of dementia. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair. So there's a different reason for no filter there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. Also because I don't think he's capable of distinguishing the quiet part from the publicly acceptable statement. Tweets on the shitter at 3 a.m. Of course, we don't know. But anyway, we're not getting on politics again. I've okay. done this before. Mm -hmm. You've done this before. Mostly it's you. Mostly me. <laughs> but we're, we're back to dating. 
Uh, I made fun of Yvette about her practice boy situation a little bit, but Mm -hmm. in general, she's right. Yeah, so I'm not saying that I have what it takes to be a great partner because... Do as I say, not as I do. Rarely have (laughs) I ever... Like, I I have, like, 90% of it down, I think. Okay. No, but that's not what I meant you were right about. I meant you were right about me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your Disney fairy tale falling Well, yeah, I mean, that that is the thing. I thought, you know, like, if I love a person and if I, you know, try really hard to, you know, do right by them, care about them, put effort into the relationship. Not enough. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Found that out. How many times? Uh, Twice. Yeah. Yeah. So are you ready to concede that there's information out there that might help you? No, I just did. I said you were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you just want to hear that again? I or? did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think you're not alone. I think that that's a very common narrative. And I think it's one that our culture is setting us up for. You are not alone. Thank you, is what I'm saying. I am here with you. It's a bit much. Michael Jackson said it. <laughs> Let's be of the dead here. Debatable. Um, don't don't get me started. Yeah. That wasn't Michael Jackson. That was just pathetic music. Sad okay. music. So the point is, um, we don't think about the faculty of love. We don't think about our capacity to be a loving partner or the other person's. We just think this person is awesome. Mm-hmm. They're smart. They're funny. They're intelligent. They're, you know, all this list of attributes that I value. Most of those are wants. Yeah. And, you know, we, we kind of did this exercise in, in kind of a rushed manner. And, like you, you asked me. You didn't say anything about wants or gives or anything like that. You said like, like what did what did you need in a partner? Like why did you love your partners? Like why did you think that it would work with your partners? And basically everything that I said was a want. Like I want mm-hmm. them to be. Oh, we cuddled on the couch and watched TV together. That what? was one thing. You're making it sound ridiculous. <laughs> that was that was at the end. That was just like a yeah. nice thing. Like no, yeah. that we had like common thing. Like we had. Activities we went in rock, rock climbing together. Cool. Yeah. Let's build a foundation of relationship on rock climbing. Oh, that was that was nice. I, mean, I liked it. Um it we be... had a lot in common intellectually. We, you know, we had a lot like she was an athlete, I was an athlete. We, you know, enjoyed doing, you know, physical things together, like rock climbing. We enjoyed like um, you know, driving to the beach. We enjoyed a bunch of things together. Uh had a Great lot of great activity partner. But uh, you know, in that's just fun things you can do together. It's not the basis of a relationship. And and you learned that two days ago. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Mm. So I wanted to tell everyone, because it's probably news to them, too. I had it articulated two days ago. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say I didn't know that. I would say that it was definitely a part of my post-mortem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm dissecting the dead body of this relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I spent a long time dissecting both of the relationships that that I was very serious about that didn't really work. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was, I mean, I didn't think of it in those terms. And I, and I think that was my mistake. But that's definitely something that I thought of, like, 
having all these things in common does not preclude the fact that the person may not be happy with you, that you may not be on the same page as far as what they need from you and what you need from them. You may mm-hmm. not even know what you need from them. Right. I think most people haven't articulated their needs and that's <laughs> why it's important to actually write it down. Yeah. And even if you articulate them, you may not get them, which mm-hmm. is really what this episode is about. We're trying to depress you. <laughs> No, we're not trying to depress you. I haven't found them in a person yet, though. Um, so, but you have found them in, in a dog. Oh, <laughs> then the friends we made along the way. No, <laughs> little Jacques over here just curled up in your sweater and will fight you if you try to take it. <laughs> um. So, which do you think is the most important? Wants, needs, or gives? So first of all, I think we have to make clear divisions between what wants and needs are. Mm -hmm. Because some are really, really close to being one or the other. Like, it's hard, like, when you talk about a sexual dynamic in a relationship. Is that a want or is it a need? It probably depends on the person. Really? I think so. I mean, for me, it's a need. So in in terms of, like, you, you don't think just from a physical perspective? There are probably plenty of people out there who it's not high enough on their value hierarchy to be a need. I can imagine that. And that's that's definitely a disconnect because the idea is like, aside from everything else, sex is very good for you. Mm -hmm. It releases Mm -hmm. endorphins, it boosts Mm -hmm. your immune immune system. Oxytocin. Yeah, it does does a bunch of great things for your body in Mm -hmm. addition to, you know. And your relationship. Exercise, etc. And, you know, and and it's a bonding thing between partners. Low sex drives. Yeah, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And so you're, we're making this, you're making the distinction here that, you know, if you have a low sex drive or sex just isn't as important to you in that way, that it's more of a want than a need. I could imagine that, yeah. Okay. And, but you're saying for a lot of other people where it's, they have either a higher sex drive or the way in which they relate to their partner sexually, it becomes more of a need. For a lot of people, that's like how they express love. Mm. And for a lot of people, that's their number one love language that they need. You know, I think that's everybody's main love language. It's just 45 minutes of even paced missionary with a lot of crying. That's just you, boo. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so bring those tears over here, baby. They say physical touch is the most common love language need for men. Mm -hmm. So that's probably going to be on a lot of men's need list. But that, that's another thing. And like, obviously, you know, guys on average have a higher sex drive. And so you're, you're going to, you're going to want to have that, you know, in terms of physical touch being, a relationship need, but it's not just sex. Yeah, totally. We're we're big softies. As much Mm -hmm. as guys joke about like, oh, and she wanted to cuddle afterwards. They want to cuddle. The guys want the cuddles. They want want it. Yeah, and sometimes guy guy wants to be a little spoon. There's nothing to be ashamed of. (laughs) Obviously, you have to protect your masculinity. Mm -hmm. You don't call it the little spoon. What do you call it? You say, I'm the astronaut. You're the (laughs) jetpack. Obviously. It's important. <laughs> okay. You know, our, our, if we have not our vanity, we have nothing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, you know, it, I'm just, jokes aside, I'm 
making the distinction that it's physical touch in mm -hmm. terms of a guy's need in a relationship is not just sex. They need to be, uh, like we joked about it earlier, like cuddling on the couch, watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. I love that. Like, I wasn't joking about that. That so was like, that might be a need for you. Well, not specifically cuddling on the couch, watching Netflix, but yeah, like uh -huh. spending time together, you know, hugging, et cetera. Like all of these things that are physical touch that aren't sex, they're mm -hmm. important to me. They're important to most guys, whether they'll admit it or not. Mm -hmm. I'm just very brave. <laughs> Thank you, Sean, <laughs> for sharing your story with us today. We appreciate your courage. Yes, this has been Profiles in Strong Men. <laughs> um, so that, I think, is a, a useful overlapping exercise. So the five love languages, if you can like parse out which ones am I good at giving, which ones do I want? Which ones do I need? Mm -hmm. Five love languages being physical touch. That's the most common one for men. Yep. Uh, words of affirmation. That's the most common need for women. And sadly... You bet you're hosting the shit out of this show. I'm just saying. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> sadly, men often struggle with that. Not me, obviously, if you just heard me crush that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Women need it they don't get it they stop giving physical touch men need that they give even less words it ends in a loveless marriage yeah. a torrid affair with the secretary <laughs> no. domestic violence that stop all domestic violence all could have avoided words of affirmation if everybody just sat down and wrote their lists and went over their list with their partner and made sure that those needs like I think it's important, too, to, like, check in with your partner and spend, like, mm, I don't know, at least 45 minutes a week just being like, how are you? How was your week? Like, let's just forget about all the life maintenance stuff that we also have to do, grocery shopping, paying bills, whatever, and just be with your partner so that she can be like, remember when you said meh, 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 meh? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And, and, you know, like as hosts of this podcast, we have our own little relationship here. Mm -hmm. So we take a little TLC time right now. We take, you know what? Stop putting bronzer on your neck. We're going <laughs> to. I don't have any bronzer. We're going to talk about. <laughs> I'm getting some, okay? No, what? You, you really don't need to. It's... You anyway, haven't seen the footage. This yet. is my words of affirmation. Your neck is not fat. I have a double chin. God, I'm a champion. Um. <laughs> I'm literally covering my neck right now. I don't think you're not even is. in the place where a double chin would be. You don't have a double chin. You're a skinny white girl. Just, oh my God. <laughs> I blame Cosmo. I am older than Jesus. Do not call me a girl. To be fair, Jesus may have missed his best years. He clocked out early. No. No overtime. Okay. Enough Jesus jokes, Sean. Back to, <laughs> so there's physical touch. There's so words of affirmation. Um, There's yeah. quality time. Yes. Uh, what are the other ones? Gifts. So let's let's go back real quick because we got really into words of affirmation. We got really into physical touch. Um, quality quality time. time. I don't need it. That's not really what I was asking. <laughs> it's it's going to be in other people's love languages. So let, mm -hmm. let's go into it like what it is. No, um, this is an important thing because I know I don't need it. If it's somebody else's number one need, we're going to have to work on that. 
My number one need, obviously, quality time. <laughs> Does this count? This is why this oil and vinegar <laughs> host-co-host thing works out. But uh, no, uh, quality time. So I'm more looking for, like, how do you define it? Um, okay, so here's why I think quality time is a stupid love language. <laughs> oh my god, stop being judgmental of other people. Just uh, describe it, because it's legitimate for other people in the way that words of affirmation is legitimate. So one of my besties, her probably number one love language is quality time. And we don't get to see each other that much. Uh, so we text each other all the time. We send each other voice memos all the time. And we have quality time literally every single day. Okay. Because we put forth that effort. Because and it that's sounds like it's really costing you. Uh, sometimes it does. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, shit, I got shit to do. And I've got like three minutes of voice memos to listen to on my phone. I can't deal with your feelings. I'm an automaton. But I make it happen because yeah. it's important to her. So I can, okay. I can do it. But, you know, that's that's not the typical quality time. Like, if no, you're no, talking no. about from a relationship perspective, so, and not, like, two friends. I'm just saying, like, quality I, time I can take lots of different faces. That's one of them, especially if there's, if distance is an issue or if people are really busy, you know, life gets busy, whatever. You can still send a text message. Mm -hmm. And not, like, a stupid, like, good morning text message. But like a, you, you know, something that lets the other person be involved in your life and you're involved in their life. Like even. good morning, but, but with a cute sticker. No, something like I burn the shit out of these fucking pancakes. How's your day doing? And then they'll be like, I am late to work right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you commiserate about how awful life is yeah. in general for everyone. I mean, I, I hate mornings. So that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't hate mornings. I just. I'm very slow to wake up, and I have no idea what's going on. Okay. Yeah. So get me caffeine. Mornings are hard. Caffeine. Okay, so... Caffeine. Gifts. We'll get you some caffeine, Sean. Gifts. But Number four, love language. We're going... I'm going to talk more about quality time. Quality okay. time, and this is why I think it's stupid, mm -hmm. <laughs> is uh, can you have fun on vacation together? And, like, I just feel like quality time should be a given, like, if we don't have fun in Paris, what are we doing together? <laughs> if we can't enjoy things that should be inherently enjoyable, what is wrong with you? But also, to be fair to the quality time people, some people are born to hang out with. No. Uh, you do have to put forth the effort to make that time. I'm saying, like, the why, why are we holding up Paris as an example? Like, for, for a lot of people... <laughs> It's just going to be a huge struggle to enjoy yourself in a city with people full of mimes with weird hats, <laughs> smoking a loose cigarette, and just being I love Paris. existentially. Yeah, you love Paris too. I do. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I love Paris. I've been to Paris a couple times now. Um, I took French in junior high, high school, and college. Um, yeah, Paris is lovely. It's beautiful. But I, to be clear, the fucking Eiffel Tower to be clear, I fucked like a up. Christmas tree. I fucked up. Why? I should not have back. taken French. Oh. I wish I would have. Because he came back. Um, no, because uh, I should have taken Spanish. We live in California. I took Spanish. Big I, I have Mexican family. I have Puerto Rican family. I'd rather be speaking of French, frankly. Right, but <laughs> Spanish is actually useful. Do you know how often you use French in California? 
That's why we're moving to Paris. You'd use it to so seduce women use... on dating apps. It's the only practical application. It sounds like it works. No, it doesn't. Oh. Obviously. If you meet me <laughs> on a dating app, that will work. Okay. Just saying anyone out there in the ether. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I dated a French guy. I made him speak French to me, even though I don't know what he was talking about. Fantastic. Yeah, it was great. The word sexy is the same. Yeah, that's because they don't have a word for it. Oh, okay. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> I made up my own. It was a whole thing. Quality time is that sitting on the couch watching Netflix together. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I love it too. Honestly, I do. Like, particularly Netflix. Um, the one... So you're derisive of it because you feel it's a given. I feel like it should be. Okay. But people do have to, life gets busy, you do have to make time for it. And I guess that's where you will lose me. Because if life is getting busy and there's no time to Netflix and chill, like, you, if you're trying to date me, you just have to, like, hold the phone. So you just turn, net, or you just turn Tinder hookup culture into a quality time. It really is. Netflix and chill is a quality time. Yeah. I mean, you should have a quality time. I I think that's quality time. Okay. I, I think that... If you're married for a decade and you still make the time to Netflix and chill a couple times a week, I'm calling that quality time. I think everybody who's listening knows that Netflix and chill means you watch 40% of an episode of something and bang. I didn't know that. No, you don't what? <laughs> You've I been thought, on dating apps. I thought it really meant... Netflix and chill? But it has air quotes around it. I mean, I thought it was like, let's actually watch something and be intimate together. No, I, and I like that. I, <laughs> I like, you know, watching watching a show that my partner and I both enjoy. We sit there, we watch the show, we enjoy ourselves, we're cuddling. I love that. Yeah. That's not the same as Netflix and chill. I thought that's People are not point. hitting you up to Netflix and chill on Tinder. Oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> this is why I don't oh, leave gentle my house. soul. <laughs> oh my god, oh, what? Oh man. What? They're well, we learned something to today. <laughs> we learned something today. I've been learning things all about, you know, dating and stuff. But uh, Yvette learned very basic hookup culture. <gasps> oh, and is I hate no it. longer going to consider that a quality time representative. Okay, fair. Jesus. <laughs> God, you guys No, are he's got terrible. nothing to do with this. He doesn't approve Netflix and chill before marriage. I don't either. Um, this got weird. <laughs> Look. Yes, Yvette is saving it for marriage. <gasps> I don't want to. But, but when your virginity grows back, you have no choice but... <laughs> okay, so... To own it and use it. Quality time. Trade just it for some cattle. Doing stuff that you guys like together. Um... Rock climbing. Rock climbing. Netflix and chilling. Maybe. I don't know. Now I don't know. But with actual chilling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cooking together. I like brunch. Oh, I like cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, All sorts of stuff. Playing video games. If you're not like Yvette and don't hate video games, you can play video games together. I just don't understand them. I don't hate them as much as I'm very confused by them. And we all hate what we don't understand. That's just you. No, that's racism in a <laughs> nutshell. It is racism. Um, okay, so quality time. The next one is gifts. Gifts. I 
I respect that this has to be a thing, but I fucking hate it. Yeah, I I have one friend who that's like her number one love language. So and and I get it if I'm thinking from a different point of view, if I'm thinking from somebody else's point of view that if this person went out, took the time to think about what I would like and got something that I would enjoy, like put a lot mm-hmm. of thought and effort into it and some mm-hmm. money into it and then came home with it and gave it to me, like I get that that is a very validating it's a physical representation of one's thoughtfulness. Yes. So that's cool. So I. It's my number I, five. I still I don't hate, hate it. that at all. I still hate it. Yeah. I I hate the idea that. I mean, the fact is, you like you're gonna. It's not. It's not really a money thing. Like you're gonna be if you're in a relationship, you're gonna be spending money on the other person. That's mm-hmm. just. It's gonna happen. You're mm-hmm. gonna be going to brunch. Mm-hmm. The rock climbing membership is not free. Right. Not even Netflix. Right. Not even the couch you chill on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like i mean you're going to be spending all sorts of money in a relationship doing things vacationing together you know all of these things and so it's not that you know i'm opposed to spending money on a gift i just i don't like the idea that we're equating spending money with love because i think that that thoughtfulness that representation all of those things you can accomplish that other ways than buying something for someone okay but you could make it yeah, you could. You could hand pick a bouquet. That would be a gift. That is that is also true. That's free. Uh, well, what? You hand like, pick. Like hand pick, like go steal a bunch <laughs> of flowers from a place. Like, <laughs> I, oh my god! Look at the arrangement in front of this cemetery. Let me just. <gasps> no, like I don't know. Not the actual graves, just the <laughs> the flowers in the front. It's pretty. They're, Red and yellow. There's like a lot. I'm just trying to come up with things that you could. What if you have flowers in your garden, Sean? I I don't have garden. Well, I do. Okay. Well, that's super nice for you. (laughs) Don't get me flowers. (laughs) Um, I can't smell them. (laughs) True. Uh, But no. So like, I I think of like I when I'm trying to be thoughtful for somebody, I think like, oh, they're having a rough day. Like, why don't I make dinner? Like, why don't Mm -hmm. I? You know, what, what's something that, that they like? That brings us to like, our next acts of service. That's the last level. Okay. Of yeah. So that that's basically the way I go with it is that I, I'm very into acts of service to show that I care. And, and I and the thing is, is like acts of service can cost money too. So it's it's mm-hmm. not a money thing. So like if I see you're that you're struggling. Cheap, I think because you had said it's not a money thing like 12 times. No, be, <laughs> because I, I feel like that's that's an issue that a lot of guys look at. Okay. Um, well, I guess I'm very money. much. Pro, pro, I'm very much. Well, they complain about it. Okay. Whether I mean, they kind of. It's always assumed it's a given. You're gonna have to do it. But like, and the thing is, is like, I, I'm not against doing it on Valentine's Day. I'm not against you know mm-hmm. like buying gifts on Christmas. I love buying gifts for people on Christmas. I love showing that I've been paying attention to them all year and finding something that they like. But you don't want to do it randomly. No, I don't like that idea that that's a representation of my love. Okay. I but I do like the acts but of service. I wasn't allowed to say that I don't like quality time. <laughs> no, that's a very different situation. We were just <laughs> we were talking about Netflix and chill and hookup culture, and I popped your childlike bubble of innocence. No, but you were. I was also like, this is why it's stupid, and you were like, no, but it's valid for other people. Yeah, and it is valid for other people. The gifts thing, yeah, the gifts thing is weird. I don't like it mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. But the acts of service, like, for example, like, if, you know, I'm, I'm 
see that somebody has a long day and they've had to bring work home with them and they're away on their laptop or, you know, on the phone or whatever and still trying to, you know, get shit done, I think like, oh, you know, like maybe I go pick up some sushi from her favorite place or something. Or maybe I just start. Which is a gift and an act of service. Right. But the the point is it's not random. Like we're going to eat it together. We're going to enjoy it together. This is not like. So, and it's quality time. Yeah, that's. That's kind of my thing is like it's combining quality time and acts of service, which okay. are in I that's I like to show my thoughtfulness in those ways rather than like so hey I bought you jewelry. Love me. Your number one need, don't date Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I am I will buy you jewelry if I ask you to marry me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like I I'm I might buy something thoughtful under the right circumstances on like Christmas or a birthday or something, but I'm not going to like randomly come home with a uh-huh. like tennis chain or something. Like, I it's think just not going to happen. The, the point is the thoughtfulness. Yes. And I, I think a gift can be, I wrote a poem for you. If I had a hammer, <laughs> I would build a house for two. And that could be a gift. And if I had a sailing ship, I'd take a trip with you. Okay. That's more like quality time. If I had a painter's grace, the canvas you would be. If Gift. I had a poet's hand, I'd write a verse for thee. Gift. But I don't have a hammer, mm. and I don't have a ship, mm. so we can't take a trip. Oh, I fucked it up. <laughs> you can't have a house. You can't build a trip. God damn it! <laughs> what? <laughs> we can't build a house. We can't take a trip. There you go. And I'll never have a poet's hand. Blah blah blah. None of those things are real. He doesn't have any of that, but he does have herpes. Stephen Lynch, you voice of our generation. That. I can't believe Delivery. I ruined Stephen Lynch. I feel so bad. I failed him. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen Lynch. If you want to come on the podcast and berate Sean. Sponsor us. <laughs> butchering your glorious work. Yeah, I I feel like I've done him well in the past. You have. You have. So go back and listen to previous episodes. Yeah, listen to episodes. other episodes. Please, Mr. Which Lynch. Which you presumably listened to first. <laughs> okay. Um. So you're not into gifts. I don't, I like giving gifts. I really like giving gifts. I really like giving gifts. Like That's I'm, my thing is I, I do like that. I really do like that. No, I think I like it more than you do. Maybe, but okay, that's so definitely a thing is I, I get, like I get to talk so about excited around Christmas. Okay, go on. <laughs> so when I was, oh gosh, I think I was in third grade. So I was like eight when I started buying people's Christmas presents. And I would be like, oh, can I do this for like a dollar? Like all year long. I would be looking for, like, little things I could do and get, like, tiny bits of money for. And I would save all of that money. And I would do my Christmas shopping in the summer. That's how excited I was about Christmas. And if my Christmas shopping wasn't, like, done in July, I would start to get anxious. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd be like, I still need to buy something for this one person. <laughs> it was a little bit ridiculous. And then I would wrap the presents oh. just a little bit. And, like, wait for months, and I'd be so excited, and I just loved giving the presents. Even as a small child, I loved giving presents more than getting presents, mm. which I think is unusual. Next week on uh, Seven Highly Effective Habits of Serial Killers. <laughs> um, so I like... You like the gift? I do like giving gifts a lot. Yeah. But... If that was someone's need, it would probably annoy me. So that's, yeah, so that, that's, I, I love giving gifts as well. I like giving gifts more than receiving gifts. Cause frankly, 
for the most part, if I really want something, I'm going to get it for myself. You know, if I feel like it'll improve my life. But I live fairly Spartan anyway. But the point is, is like, <laughs> I feel like it will be, I just feel like it kind of cheapens it, you know, to me. Like, that's... A gift cheapens what? No, like, if if I'm, if I really apply myself and I'm very thoughtful and I spend a lot of my free time agonizing over, like, what I'm going to be getting for Christmas for my loved ones or, like, what I'm going to get for their birthday, you know, like, those kinds of things, I'm going to get them something great, and I and I, I really enjoyed being thoughtful for them. I really enjoyed how much they enjoyed it, and it, it means a lot to me, but it, I feel like that gifts is their uh, language of love. Like, I just feel like, that's something I'm supposed to do all the time. I feel like that cheapens it. Okay, here's like it, the it thing, though. It goes smaller back occasions. to the thoughtfulness because I have dated people who are very good at gift giving, mm -hmm. and it's like every day. Oh, I was thinking about you. Here's a candy bar. I went to the grocery store. I was thinking about you. Here's a flower. I bought it. You know, when I walked by, this guy was like selling flowers. So I do those here's... kinds of things. I don't really think of it like that. But people who like gift giving is one of their go-to love languages for that they give. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's like a, a daily thoughtfulness thing, okay. I think. And so, so people, bet, I, I was at Safeway earlier. Yeah. I didn't get you anything. Oh, <laughs> sad face. Um, you know, I wasn't sad until you told me. Well, now you are, and, and, and that's all we wanted. Now, um, no, so I like, am. no, we're. No, I don't think I am okay. We're fighting. <laughs> We're definitely fighting. Because fight. uh, Sean is a Oh, look at Jock. Jock is just over there. He's just struggling. Mommy and Daddy are fighting. <laughs> Two Christmases. <laughs> yeah, right. He's I so excited. I'm not getting He's him smiling in his sleep. Um, huh? I'm not getting him You've already decided that? No, I'm kidding. I'll probably get him like a bone or something. What else is he going to appreciate? Obviously food. Yeah. Okay. God, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. I've given your dog food. Don't look at me like that. You're just transferring. Because <laughs> I made... Uh, wow, that's so funny. I've made such terrible jokes today and every day. Dark jokes. Jokes that are generally too awful for this podcast. And that's what has offended her, is that I made a joke about not getting her a candy bar from Safeway. When I can't even eat candy. <laughs> <laughs> this is good, though. Like, that's, that, when you move the Overton window, it's so much fun. What's the Overton window? So, well, I, I just, it's a bad example. But, like, the idea is, you know, in, so, for example, in this country, we have two parties, right? We have the Republican Party, which is very far right. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Democratic Party, which by most country standards is actually center right. Mm -hmm. a, a very moderate conservative party. Mm -hmm. But we represent it as a liberal party. Mm -hmm. And most of the voters who support it are liberal. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just very weird. But what that means is we've moved the Overton window very oh, okay, far okay. right. So like when we talk about, you know, I've made horrible jokes, horrible jokes, kind of like Anthony Jeselnik level jokes where mm -hmm. he makes a bunch of great jokes and mm -hmm. then he makes a joke a joke about his girlfriend makeup. looking old without makeup <laughs> yeah. and like everybody Everyone's just like, oh! 
Yeah, they they <laughs> laugh their asses off at the rape joke, and then he goes with the makeup joke, and they just lost. How it. Like, could he? That's his girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I made a rape joke about her earlier too. Yeah, I made a joke about peeing on her. Like, yeah, nobody cared. <laughs> no, nobody cared until he made a joke about makeup. Like, that's yeah. the most awful thing he could have done. I I love fucking with people's expectations that yeah. way. So that was my. So there's no candy bar. Yeah, we got it, John. <gasps> we got it. Fighting. We're fighting. Um, I'll get you a candy bar. It'll be like sugar free and <laughs> joy free. And <laughs> I don't want a candy bar. It'll be made um, with, you know, factory workers' tears. Okay. Except even the salt will have to be removed. All right, Sean, pay attention. It'll just be the last love language: acts no. of service. <clears throat> so, if we just go off of the lovely, okay, I guess we need to dive into acts of service. It's pretty straightforward. I love acts of service. Everybody does. Yes. If you don't love acts of service, you're a fucking monster. Not everybody does. <laughs> Some people are monsters. <laughs> Some people are monsters. Some people are monsters. Um, yeah. The God, you just love taking shots at my exes. <laughs> Who doesn't like acts? Oh, of this service? wasn't about me. <laughs> oh, okay. Just uh, pretend I didn't say anything. Uh, yeah, no, if, I don't know what kind of person doesn't appreciate someone making their life easier or more quality that's weird but i guess they're out there acts of service could be i cooked for you i cleaned for you i put these windshield wipers on your car for you because you asked <laughs> me to eight times no but to be clear so when you when you talk about acts of service are you giving or getting both it has to be both for me i can't just be selfish and Please, acts of service me. I'm... That could be, I mean, maybe that's the thing. Maybe you have a need for acts of service and it's not something you can give. And then good luck finding a partner because you sound like you suck. Yeah, sounds like a Roman emperor. <laughs> Which is not a bad gig. I don't know why you're bagging on this. <laughs> I have a five-year plan. God. That's a long time ago, Rome, though. <laughs> Make America Rome again. I don't know. <laughs> um... Acts of service. Yeah. Don't totally dig them. Pretty self-explanatory. Do things for someone that add value to their life. Yes, you service them. Mm -hmm. Hey. You, yeah. That, that could you be an act of Buy service. a bottle of lube and do a lazy, unenthusiastic hand job. Mm, that doesn't sound like an act of service One-handed while you play on your phone. That sounds very depressing. While sighing. Is this a personal story? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, those are the five love languages. Mm -hmm. And if we just break those down... You break them down into needs and wants. And gives. And gives. Which so. ones do you need, which ones do you want, and which ones can you give? You're asking me? Mm. Okay. Um, I need physical touch. Typical guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just apologize for evolution that... Just kidding. Oh my god, Jock. He's cute. Um, so I would say physical touch is a need and acts of service is a need and give. You don't give physical touch? I like to, but, you know, I don't know. I guess that is more on them. Right, okay. like I, they have to 
has to be consensual love language here. <laughs> okay, but you're in like yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. So I yeah, I, I guess you if you look it. at it this way, I prefer to give it. Right. Um. So it's yeah. So acts it's in your physical give touch, capacity. Physical touch is need and give. Acts mm -hmm. of service is need and give. Quality time. Um. I, I you can't really give that. Like if you need it, then you're experiencing it together. So mm -hmm. I I guess that's like just a need. And a give then. Okay, I guess, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, if someone needs that and you don't want it or need it. What if they don't need it and they're tolerating it for me? Then they're giving. It's a great relationship. And you're giving. And everyone <laughs> is giving. And hopefully you're uh, meeting their needs. So I would say I need those three. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've gone on record fairly clearly as not giving a shit about gifts. gifts. Mm -hmm. I've heard um, that. And then... I already forgot the other one. Words? Words of affirmation. Um, shit. Yeah. No, I'm, I do not need them. Off that. <laughs> I do not need them at all. You don't need your partner to say nice things about you? No. To you? No, I don't. No. No, I prefer, like, you know a captain of industry father who gives you a brisk handshake with lots of eye contact and that was your interaction for the year. You go off to boarding school in a blazer and shorts. Okay. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> no, I uh, I just, I don't really need the, it, it means a lot more to me when somebody says those things through Acts. coming up and giving me a hug or like, mm. yeah, something like that. Interesting. God, what's it like in there? That's my number one need. Yeah. I need it. Um, so and, hard. And so the thing is, is like, I'm, I'm obviously, well, I don't know if it's obvious. I'm not against, you know, in a relationship giving that kind of thing. I, I obviously want to make my partner happy. I want to, you know, do whatever I can. Like, you're not going to be very talented at it, though. Because you started with, I'm not against. <laughs> no, I, I like, I like doing I like doing it if okay. my partner enjoys it. But the thing is, like, it's just not something that is going to come naturally to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So. So it's a weak give with a lot of effort. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm full of try and immeasurable hope over here. <gasps> but. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, not a lot of raw talent. Uh -huh. If we're <laughs> going with it. Uh, don't Which don't drop me for because you're good at writing and you're good with your words. So why yes, can't you I agree. Words of affirmation. <laughs> um, I just I I guess since I don't need it, it's it's hard for me to think that way. You can't even empathize with it. No, I I can empathize with I don't. I can like I can. He's lost his words. <laughs> obviously, I don't have any words of affirmation for my words of affirmation. Maybe somebody needs to give me some words of affirmation. I just said you had a talent for writing. Oh, words. drink it in. Um, <laughs> no, so I I don't think that way. So I just as a very forgetful person, it's not the natural way I would go about it. Whereas, like, for example, you. If, if you see that someone's struggling, maybe with their words on a podcast... And I pointed out my reach, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Nelson. I know. Um, no, I got but that the other day on you, Instagram. Uh, I'm Nelson. But, like, you know, you just now, like, you you said, well, you maybe weren't just trying to compliment me to make me feel better, but you were telling it like you're 
good with your words. You can write. Like, what was that poetry you recited earlier? Oh, no, that was Stephen Lynch. <laughs> but uh, no, I you kind of gave me a compliment there. And that was like kind of uh, because that's your Easy love language. Mm -hmm. So that's how you think to make somebody feel better. I definitely didn't say that to make you feel better. I know. Did it work? A little. Really? No. So. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, the, the point is, is like, that's kind of how you think. Oh, yeah. So it's not how I think. Totally. Like, I see that, you know, like, my partner is having a rough day or just had to work a really long time. And my knee jerk is to do something to make it easier for them. You know, mm -hmm. Like, maybe go out and grab them some food someplace that they like. Maybe go give them a massage or just come up and hug them from behind or something, you know, mm -hmm. like just, mm -hmm. just trying to like, show. I, yeah, I think show of not how to be thoughtful in other ways because that's mm -hmm. kind of like, I mean, I guess that's just how I think. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the idea is you need to learn to think from other people's perspective because you're very rarely going to get somebody who matches the same love language as you love languages as you in the same amounts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could have your chances by being gay. I've tried. <laughs> uh, Didn't work out. I failed the oral. Oh. As you do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, I love musicals. Yeah. Um, everybody always thinks I'm but gay. But it's the physical touch thing. I assume that, that it's just because I'm very pretty. Be good if you were gay. Anyway, not the point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so there's an example of you putting your wants, needs, gives in different baskets. Yeah. Um, and none of those baskets are a gift basket. None of them. We no. heard that. <laughs> no, but I do like, I do like giving gifts. Sure I just, you do, I do not like <laughs> cut the cast. <laughs> We're fighting. It's beating me with a small decorative pillow. <laughs> I fake hit her with a pillow. Um, but yeah, it uh, had tulips on it. I'm not a Scrooge. He fondles the other pillow. Um, no, you can be a Scrooge. That's okay. <laughs> I want to be a Scrooge. I'm just kidding. Then I have to learn a bunch of things. Go through a montage. <laughs> like we did today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Would it, are you excited about this assignment? Writing down your wants, needs, and gives? No. Why? Uh, because I'm an emotionally crippled man-child. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So now we're getting somewhere. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's kind of depressing if I'm being honest. Why? Yeah, I I just think about you know how much I've like I I tried really hard to make two relationships work, and they didn't work. And how much of it was me not? I none of it was me not giving enough effort. Right. But. You know, you, you start to realize, like, well, maybe I wasn't giving effort the right way. Totally. Um, could that have saved it? Probably not. It's probably just... And that's also depressing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't know if that's more or less depressing than, well, maybe they could have saved that relationship. You know, it's, uh -huh. it's just... And, exactly. you know, at this point, it's not like I would want to be in either of those relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's just a mess, man. Feelings suck. Okay. Uh, Make well, me a robot. Um working on it uh one day you can be a vulcan like me hooray <laughs> live long and prosper uh i can do it with this hand i can't do it with this oh there we go 
All right, you're a better Vulcan than I am because of the dexterity in your fingers. Um, Double jointed. What was that? Whatever that means. To say. Oh, so in that book that I try to get everyone, including you, to read, which the only people I have successfully gotten to read that book are people who are paying me a bunch of money to date coach them. Which book? The Art of Loving. Oh, from. So he talks about the difference between, um, and, and we talked about this a little bit recently, uh, you know, no one, everyone thinks as soon as I find the right person, it's going to be great. It's going to be Disneyland. Uh, and, and it's weird because people, you, you've already just been unnecessarily harsh on the Disney dream that we all have. <laughs> Could you leave Disneyland out of this? Cause that's my <laughs> fucking happy place. That's the point. God no, damn. I'm not leaving it out. No. Um, this is unconsensual date coaching. <laughs> we okay. went to prom. She poured me punch. <laughs> there was something in that punch, and she day coached me against my will. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it happened. I'm still waiting for my corsage from this the punch was bastard. still okay. <laughs> okay, I got you a corsage. I just don't know what any of the flowers are. <laughs> I'm terrible at being gay. <laughs> okay, so. From, it's weird because Fromm points out, he's like, everybody thinks that and nobody talks about how ridiculous it is. So let me just tell you how ridiculous it is. It would be like if someone said, I am a fantastic musician. I just haven't met my instrument yet. And as soon as you hear that, you go, oh, that is totally stupid. Ah, good. And for all they know, that instrument for them is the skin flute. All right. That's enough out of you, Sean. Not my I'm instrument is the wind. <laughs> Dream on! <laughs> um, God damn it. I keep trying to just, like, bring this back to information and being on track. I know, but <laughs> I I just derail the train by being super interesting every time. I'm what there. do I pay you for? You don't pay me. <laughs> I could. If you paid me, then... This would go a lot smoother and be a lot less interesting. <laughs> Not because I'm interesting, but just because my juxtaposition of oral diarrhea and getting you off track sometimes turns out interesting. Okay. Like, the point is, if you want to be a great musician, you have to have a theory and a practice, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And usually theory comes before practice. Usually you have to understand... These there are strings. So why are we, we put teaching? Our why are we strings? forcing people in band at third grade? What? Uh, They're incapable of a theory at that age. Okay, Sean, just pay attention. I really hated for like that. two minutes. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm very representative of our audience. Maybe that is what's wrong with your past relationships. Oh, absolutely. You were all practice, <clears throat> no theory. Oh yeah. So we can't have a good practice until we have some ideas for what to practice. And that is the point of this exercise. Figure out what you want, what you need, and what you can give. And then you start to put that into practice out in the real world. Like now, it's really easy for me to write off almost every potential person because I know what I need. Mm. And they don't have it. Good. <laughs> good. 
Uh, my biggest there. needs are honesty. That's mm -hmm. hard. Most people can't be honest. Well, to be fair, your honesty means a very different thing than other people's honesty. I mean, it's an insane amount of honesty. It, well, it's not even just honesty. It's transparency. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a difference between honesty and transparency. I've never been dishonest in a relationship, but there are absolutely... Are you lying to me right now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, but I've never been dishonest in a relationship. Uh -huh. I have been non-transparent. Mm -hmm. And there are things that, in general, that I know that my partners are not being super transparent on. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, they're things that I don't want to know about. Like, I don't want to know about any, I don't want to know a super amount of details about your ex-boyfriends. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know a super amount of details about past hookups. I don't but what know. if they were material? You do. I want to know everything. You want to know everything. I want to know and, everything. Well, that's the only, it, it may or may not be material. Usually it's not, Yvette. But uh -huh. the thing, like, that that's what I'm highlighting is the difference mm -hmm. is that you want every detail want no matter what. Details, yeah. And the thing, like, for example, then we can be best friends. When, I, when I start dating somebody, I do not want a certain number of details from them. Mm -hmm. And I assume that they don't want a certain number of those same details from me. They don't want mm -hmm. to know about my ex-girlfriends. Mm -hmm. They don't want to know sexual details about my past hookup. Like, why mm -hmm. would they want to know that? Mm -hmm. So I am not transparent about those things. It's mm -hmm. not in any effort to be dishonest. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, I, I don't think of myself as dishonest when I leave those kinds of things out. Okay, question. Yes. Let's say you had bought hookers in the past. Okay, I, I want to be very <laughs> goddamn clear on this podcast. This is a hypothetical. I have never paid for sex in anything other than normal but relationship currency. What if you had? If I had paid money to have sex with somebody, oh, that is Would not so against every fiber of my being. Be dishonest? Ah. <sighs> um. So, first of all, I think we're going to have to uh, apply some nuance to this situation. One, mm -hmm. under what kind of conditions? Was this a legal brothel in Nevada or was this like... It's legal, wherever you are. You're in Amsterdam, you're in Nevada. Okay, so this happened, I... You've done it three hypothetically, times. Hypothetically. Three times. I Three times? Three times. God. <laughs> so, I paid for sex from a legal prostitute uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. three different times. Uh-huh. And if it's a legal prostitute, I'm assuming that it was pr safe, practiced sex. Yeah, let's say it's not a sex slave. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, this getting dark and shit. Um, <laughs> so I wore a condom. It was safe sex. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I, but I paid for it three mm -hmm. times in this hypothetical situation. It was years ago. You know you don't have any STDs. Okay. Do you have to tell your partner? When, so you don't immediately have the conversation about Probably your sexual past. a good move. <laughs> no, no, nobody does, I mean, is what I'm saying. Like, okay. You don't... Wait, wait, wait. I probably Before do. we have sex, <laughs> before anything happens, I'm going to need a list of all of your previous partners <laughs> and what kind of relationship you had and what positions you used. And, like, nobody does that. Okay. So... Debatable. <laughs> it's not debatable. You're insane. Um... <laughs> no, so we so we go so at a, but at a certain point you start to reach that subject. And maybe you don't mm -hmm. even do it all at once, but eventually yeah. like you kind of have to at have At some point it becomes a lie. That's what you're saying. Oh, what I'm saying is that, that yes, you don't tell 
you're nobody is telling everything about themselves to their partner immediately. You're slowly giving them. You're slowly giving them more information. Don't date us. We're terrible. Okay, you're killing me right now. But you, (laughs) you in a normal relationship, (laughs) you are giving the person information about Mm -hmm. yourself slowly. They are not downloading your resume. (laughs) But you're a Mm -hmm. part of it is you're letting them in as you learn to trust them more. Mm-hmm. B, it's also that there's a lot of information. You, you've you lived an entire life before you met this person. Mm-hmm. And to tell them details about your life, it takes a long time. You can't just tell them every story you have in so the two minutes So when do you get to the sleeping with prostitutes? Well, that's, that's the thing is I think. You, you agree that you have to at some point. You're not going to marry someone. I think it depends on the relationship. Without secret, are you? I think it depends on the relationship. You think it's okay for some people to marry people without secret? I think if you know that the other person wants to know the details about your sex life, then it would be dishonest of you to keep that information. What if they don't want to know, but if they did know, they would not be in this relationship? Ooh. If if you really feel that, then you shouldn't be in the relationship. Thank you. Um, but no, so, so the basic idea is that like, there are some people who may not have, who may not agree in, in the kind of stigma of Mm -hmm. paying for sex personally, as long as the, the women are in, I say women, it's usually women. Uh, if the women or gigolos are in a safe environment, safe sex is practiced, nobody is being taken advantage of, they're getting a fair pay. Uh, they're protected by some sort of establishment and system of laws. What if they were molested as children? <laughs> then that's not really... You don't think that's material to this whole thing? No, I think that's super unfortunate. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and that changes you for sure, but I don't, I don't think it's relevant to what they do when they're an adult. It's certainly it relevant be. to their mindset and what, what causes them to do it, mm-hmm. but it's it's not incumbent upon another party. Like if you got molested when you were a kid, you that you don't then, you know, lay that at the feet of every future sexual partner you have. Mm, I don't mean mean, like you can tell them, but you, Mm. you don't like blame them. You don't like, like the, like, so what I, my point that I'm making is that most of the people in that industry have been sexually traumatized. Yeah, so most people in comedy. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that this this John, mm-hmm. this you know, mm-hmm. customer for prostitutes, is not responsible for their sad or traumatic history. That's not their mm-hmm. fault. If they are just for exploiting it. <laughs> that is, first of all, like debatable. No, well, first of all, what you're saying is that this person only wants to do this because they've been exploited. You are taking any agency away from them. No, they there's cause and effect. I there mean, is cause and effect, and I'm not disagreeing with agency, you that that can be get to the agency that, that can be at. a that can be a huge contributing factor to mm-hmm. somebody being, you know, maybe maybe even damaged in that way, or at least the way that they think about sex or devalue it or whatever. But the point is, if they are an adult. They're yeah. responsible for their own actions. And if that's what yeah, they yeah. choose to do with it, they have that right. Mm-hmm. So as long as the woman is mm-hmm. protected in this environment, they're physically safe, they're practicing safe sex, they're getting paid, you know, yeah, but, yeah. properly. 
then I do not think that there should be a stigma. Would okay. I pay for sex? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> not ever. Not even if there's a fire. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> what does a fire have to do with anything? Don't put this under the microscope. <laughs> um, but yeah, ba- basic idea is I, I want to kill the stigma of it. Uh-huh. And if both parties in the relationship do not agree upon a stigma for that and they're not super interested in learning all of their partner's sexual history and they don't think that that's like a material omission that they're you know then that could be something that they don't talk about okay so that's but i also feel like in that situation Mm -hmm. where there's no stigma against it they wouldn't feel bad about talking it and it would it would come up at some point okay all right so back to my needs. <laughs> the first you one need being, to be paid for your sexual. <laughs> now I'm beating him with a decorative pillow. <laughs> yeah. To be clear, I never actually took any swings. So if we're filing for domestic abuse here, I, I just want a record of that. Uh, I did hit him with the pillow. And I did not hit her. <laughs> and I'll do it again. And I did it again. What are you going to do about it, Sean? Uh, frankly, I'm going to become traumatized and grow up to be a sex worker. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mrs. McArthur. Give me agency. (laughs) Okay. It's not her name. (laughs) I know, but it's even funnier that way. And it's less, uh... Fine. I'll become a comedian. Googleable. Good. Um... So, yeah. Insane honesty. That's my first name. Yes, it is over the top. Most people can't do it. And you recognize that it is over the top, mm-hmm. but you are firm on this. I need it mm-hmm. to feel safe. Okay. I need information. Otherwise, I feel manipulated. Has this ever been a problem? With the people that I date? Yes. Yeah, sure. Is, is it a problem that they're being dishonest, or is the problem that they are uncomfortable with the level of detail and usually that they're dishonest but it has come up that they're uncomfortable with the level of detail that you want no no are you sure i'm not sure okay so when i think of times where honesty has been an issue it's been because someone is getting hand jobs from sex slaves or <laughs> that, okay, that is a material omission. Yes, thank while you. you were in a relationship. Yes, while we lived together. Ah, ah, so was the sex slave unenthusiastic and playing on their phone with the other hand? <laughs> uh, I, I, it's not like I was there. I'm not sure. Oh, well, but, I, I just assumed that you would have gotten absolute honesty after the fact from him and gotten every detail. Yeah, you're right. I did. Uh, oh god! It was at a massage parlor. There were bars on the windows, but so that the ladies can't escape. Oh, exactly. God. No, no, I'm kidding. But that's fucked. No, that is why they're there. You Ugh. think they're there to keep the massage tables in? Come Go on. on. Come on. Go on. Traumatize he's our listeners. So demented that he was like, "I didn't." It's not like I paid for it. And like, what do you mean? That's. I think that's worse. Yeah, no, check this out. He's I like, well, I paid for the massage. It was like 40 bucks or whatever. I'm like, someone gave you a massage for an hour for $40, and then they gave you a happy ending, and you didn't tip him? And he was like, my penis was the tip. And I was like... That's not a 
good joke. Yeah, no, he wasn't joking. Um, <laughs> well, at least if it was a joke, he was trying, but No, Jesus he wasn't Christ. joking. Um, and then he thought that he, I was like, that's a sex slave. And he was like, no, she's not even a prostitute, let alone a sex slave. I'm just so irresistible that she put her job on the line to touch my penis. And I was like. That's the gift that keeps on giving. This is what denial and dishonesty looks like in my relationships. <laughs> okay, that, that's kind of an extreme example. That's all I have. Is my point. I don't have examples where... Did you have any normal relationships where, like, maybe this came up and it was weird and you got upset with somebody for not being transparent about something that they weren't necessarily dishonest about? Define relationship. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) This... No, I'm done. (laughs) On to the next one. This is an exercise in futility here. Loving. I need someone who's loving. Mm -hmm. I need that. Uh, loving is a practice. It's learning about what it is that the person that you care about, who they are and what they need and what they want and what all, everything you can learn about them. Um, and then trying to make their lives better mm-hmm. and add value to their lives, uh, in ways that are important to them. You know, loving. It's also not the easiest thing to find. Hmm. People who actively give a shit about you. Not just thoughts and prayers and words and bullshit. Hmm. But people who are going to do things to make your life better. Hmm. Like give you a box of Blu-rays to stack a camera on. Yeah. Yes. Sure, Sean. You're I'm, very lucky. I'm glad you made a, <laughs> took a lot of effort there to make sure that it was obvious just in your voice <laughs> what expression you were firing at me there. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm joking. But uh, yeah, it's okay. That's you've given me some food for thought for my you know, Transformers journal later. Yeah, no, loving is a huge one, and I think most people feel that. I think it's easier to have. Uh, you got to listen to the intimacy episode one day, uh, intimacy than it is to have love because love takes effort and people are lazy and selfish. And what does Deadpool say? I don't know what Deadpool says. Maximum effort. Maximum effort. Maximum effort. That's why I love Deadpool. Deadpool. (laughs) All five love languages at your disposal. (laughs) Um... So these are my biggest needs, I think. And then the other one is uh, willing. And most people fail this one, too. I feel like whoever your partner is, they should be willing. (laughs) It's not about in bed, Sean. So this is not a sex life situation. Okay. Shut up. (laughs) Willing. I'm just saying, I don't have $40 on me. (laughs) What? First of all, I'm not giving you a massage. Second of all, <laughs> your penis is not the How about just the tip? No. <laughs> Shut up, Brian. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, willing. So someone... Willing is really hard. Willing is... And I'm sorry this is important, but I just felt like I should emphasize for the mm-hmm. listener that neither of us are sexually assaulting each other. 
unless this counts. Go on. No, that's just regular assault. Um, <laughs> I hit him with a pillow again. Yeah. It's, it's a rough life. But sorry, go on. Willing is hard to find. It's willing is... Uh, willing is someone who is not just willing to, like, tolerate a relationship with you because they want sex or someone to pay half their rent. Or, or they're lonely. Or they're lonely. It's not that. Willing is... I want this partnership. I'm going to make it work. Why are you making weird puppy dog eyes? It's a, it's a ADD oh, generation. Lonely. I don't know. <laughs> no, but thank you. Well, now I am. Way to go. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> um, yeah, willing is grabbing someone's hand and both of you going, This, we're going to do the fuck out of this. And we're going to do it together. And we're going to hold it at the top of our value hierarchy. And we are going to make it work. Damn, what poem is that from? Shut up, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do the fuck out of this. No, um, really does sound like a Tumblr quote. But no, it's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I frankly, I know a lot of guys, friends of mine, who are in relationships and they're all in relationships for different reasons and that's the problem. Mm. Like I, I'm in thing is, is like, I, I don't even want to give any kind of relevant details to this person because I, I don't want to put them on blast. But I think this person married his wife because he felt like he was supposed to. I think he had kids because that. he felt like he was supposed to. I don't do think that. they're ever in danger of getting divorced, but they're not supposed to. <laughs> Well, it's not even that. Like, I don't think he's just going to suffer his entire life. But I think, like, in general, I don't think he really wanted it. Uh, yeah. I don't think he really wanted the relationship. I think that he wants the things that come with the relationship. The stability, mm -hmm. the um, the family, I guess. Um, although, I, I think even there, there's just an that. element of, well, That's I'm supposed to. You, you grow up, you get married, you have kids, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some some people genuinely don't want that and that's fine some people really do want that in fact i think most people want that whether they want it with a you know typical partner whether you're you're gay or lesbian um i feel like most people in the end want it even if they want to other things too or they want other things now or you know whatever mm -hmm. the case or they want that and they still want other things but then there are people who get these things because they think that's what they're supposed to have and mm -hmm. they never really wanted it. Yeah, that's a sad story. It, it is a sad story and, you know, I... I wonder what they need, though. Do they need stability? Well, I still I still hang out with this person from time to time. He has a young child. You gonna ask him what he needs? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ask him all of his love languages. We're gonna sit there, we're gonna sink our periods and, you know, <laughs> talk about boys. Love language. No, um... Uh, no, but... We'll never talk about any of this kind of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, basic ideas. Like, I go over there, and he doesn't seem unhappy, mm -hmm. but he doesn't seem happy. He seems irritated by all of the things that have come with this. Mm -hmm. All of the responsibility, all of the, you know, all of these things. And, you know, when I, if I get into a permanent relationship, I get married, I have kids, I'm going to do it because I'm psyched about it. Like, 
Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be That's so, what should be. like, I'm going to be so happy to have kids and be a father and mm -hmm. like, you know, turn that little potato that pops out of my wife and slowly learns how to talk into a human being. Oh, come on. When they come out, they're potatoes that cry. Look, Sally Mustang and Mitch Globel just had a baby and it was beautiful. It looked like an angel. I don't even understand what that sentence means. <laughs> they're the most beautiful hippies Sally on Mustang. Who is Sally Mustang? She's a hippie on Instagram. Okay, I don't really care about, I mean, I care about Instagram deeply. Follow us. Um, <laughs> nerdacious behavior uh, on Instagram. Someday we'll post. Uh, we will. We'll, we'll get after it, but we're, we need to get on YouTube first. But anyway, like the basic idea, Sally Mustang, lesbian on Instagram. She's not is... a lesbian. She's with Mitch. He's the dreamiest man in the whole world. Oh, so she's a, like a couple on Instagram? Yeah, Mitch Globel. They just had a baby. Okay. And, and they're super psyched about it. Or at least they present oh that they're God, super psyched they're about so it on psyched Instagram. psyched all the time about everything. Okay. Um, I, I never buy that. But... Um, you should look at their lives. They're constantly know, taking you know like what? baths outside. And Everybody that does that flowers. on Instagram. No. And the thing is, no, in order to lives. get that They're shot, gorgeous. they had to screw around with the bath. They had to screw around they with the flowers. It took 45 minutes to set it up. <sighs> then they enjoyed it for all of 30 seconds before it was cold because they were messing with it for the shot the no. entire time. Like, no, 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 no. This is, this is something that we should eventually you talk about. Follow their is Instagram. that people are yeah. not living the lives that they tape on Instagram. Um, I am. You don't post on Instagram. I posted the other day about a cup of water because now I'm reacting to everything. <laughs> okay, well, no, you are, as we covered, all about insane honesty. <laughs> yeah. But no, most people post like happy stuff. They post when things are going well or they talk about like... No, I don't do that. I'm too busy enjoying myself when things are going well. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's how it should be. But like Instagram is mostly a lie. Yeah. Facebook okay. is mostly a lie. All right. And that's not even the parts controlled by Russia. <laughs> but it's, yeah. It, um, so back to you being psyched to be a papa. Yeah, you know, when I get there, I'm going to be excited about it, you know, like, I, I don't want to try too hard to turn them into a little version of me, but I assume that anybody who shares 50% of my genetics is probably going to get into sports at some point. I'm going to love to coach my team, coaches teams. Oh my or, God, what if they don't? If they don't, then they'll probably be into some super nerdy shit, and <laughs> I can get behind that too. Either way, I get to play with Legos again. All of this is going to be great. I'm excited about all of it. I'll, I'll clean up some shitty diapers and be psyched about it if, you know, I can Look forward ra to yeah, ra raise a kid like that in a loving mm -hmm. relationship. Like, that all sounds wonderful to me mm -hmm. for when it happens. Yeah. I've lived my life and I've had a lot of fun with my practice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what Yvette would call practice boys. What I would call practice girls. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. But, yeah, um... Yeah, so when I, when I do it, I'm going to be psyched about it. It's not going to be like, oh, shit, this kid's crying again. I mean, there will be like, there be will there. be scenarios where it's like, oh, God, I wish I could sleep. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm not ever going to resent the situation. I will absolutely at certain points resent a little baby who won't stop crying when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> That you can't avoid it. that. <laughs> no, but you can't avoid that. Like, uh -huh. it, it's a lot of work taking it care is. of a kid, and uh -huh. it's not all fun. Uh -huh. But I am way more psyched for the lion's share of having a kid 
than I am upset about the parts that aren't amazing because there is nothing in this world that is truly and purely amazing. And that's why we're debunking the whole Disney dream. 